It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to the Soul Amplified podcast. I am Vanessa Grace, your host. Welcome to another Wednesday where we are going to go into talking about the intersection of spirituality and codependency. I really wanted to continue the conversation that I started with you about empaths. Being an empath and discovering that I was an empath really helped me understand myself on a much deeper level. And it helped me understand why codependent elements were part of my life choices in a way that only the psychology information did not. And so when I realized that that I hadn't talked to you about empaths and codependency, I was actually kind of surprised um, because I had said it in a podcast. I don't remember which one I had mentioned empaths. And then I was like, wait, have I even really educated my audience about what this is? Some listeners might not know. And I went back and looked at all of my episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, I have not done this, so I must. And I was really excited to share it with you because then that meant that you had a baseline and I could now have this conversation that I'm very excited about, which is the information about how empaths can be so easily um, codependent in their relationships because it's so natural for the empath to engage in Um, caring scenarios where they're supporting other people and that can quickly kind of devolve into codependent situations. So let's go into it a little bit more. If you don't know what an empath is um, and you have not listened to a few episodes ago, Spirituality 101, I think it's titled, Am I an Empath? Um, Maybe listen to that one first because you'll have a deeper understanding of this one. So um, empaths have really good hearts in general. They, um, they're really just open-hearted, kind people that want to do good for others. Um, and so when they see another person who has a need or is struggling in some way, they have a lot of compassion that flows out of them and they want to be helpful. And this is so beautiful. Um, and so they may approach that person or already be in some form of a relationship with them, you know, like a family member or a friend or whatever. And then it may bloom into this situation where the empath is helping the other person so much that that dynamic becomes codependent. And this can happen because the empath is feeling the other person's feelings and experiences. And so it's like this symbiotic thing that can happen. And if you are unaware that you are an empath, you could be feeling these feelings and knowing, feeling the other person's feelings, which could be stressful or anxious, um, but not knowing that they're not yours and they belong to the other person. You could be very motivated to, to have those emotions end but you think that you're having compassion and that's why you're experiencing 
um, these intense emotions about the other person's situation. But in fact, you're experiencing the other person's emotion. And because you can't distinguish between the two yet, because you don't know you're an empath and that you have this ability, um, you're confusing them for your own. And so then you're like, I'm feeling this way because I want the other person to have their situation resolved. My compassion for them is so high. That's why I'm feeling all of this. And I really want to help them have success. And if I help them have success, then I won't feel this way anymore. I won't be experiencing the problems um, of these emotions that are so tough. Not realizing that you actually don't have to experience these emotions, but the other person's situation. Um, but you haven't gotten to that point in your personal development yet to realize you're an empath and there's other ways to set that boundary where you don't have to experience the other person's emotion. And so experiencing their emotion literally causes you to be super motivated to help them, um, you know, not be in this situation anymore. The other way that that will happen with an empath having a good heart and wanting to help another person is that they believe that they can just take on all the emotion in the world and well, I'll just sacrifice myself if I can take away all of the pain in the world or all of the pain for this person. And so I will just, um, I will just be the person who falls on the sword and suffers so that this other person does not have to suffer. I was getting some water really quick. And so they can, the, the empath can be um, motivated by the excitement of the other person's breakthrough experience. They're so excited about the other person's well-being and the joy that comes from that um, breakthrough and that realization and that change in life that um, that is their payback rather than the other person treating them well or the other person um, allowing the empath to live their own life rather than the empath living the life of, you know, the person they're helping. And so that's one way that an empath can be playing out a codependent scenario because of an element of being an empath, that deep feeling of connection to others and um, that deep amount of compassion for others and that experiencing other people's emotions. So empaths um, tend to see good in other people. They tend to see their potential. And so that means that they can be kind of long-suffering in their willingness to grit through a tough situation because any step towards progress can be celebrated really big and they can say, but they're making it, they're making progress and I see the good in them and I see the potential in them. And so I don't want to give up and, um, their like almost like attachment to the situation um, progressing 
is codependent, but they're like latched onto it because they see the good in the person, which I believe is truly there because on a soul level, we are all beautiful, you know, and um, they see the potential in them because I, I do believe myself that we all have boundless potential. It's if that person wants to access it in themselves. And so the empath can see the good in the soul of the other person. But what's happening is that they haven't been able to distinguish between the person's soul potential and how much work they as an empath are doing for that person. They're not noticing that the person themselves has to do the work. The person themselves has to want it. And so because of their um, ability to see the good and see the potential in others, they'll miss that middle portion where it's supposed to be the other person um, doing the work. It's supposed to be the other person seeing the good in themselves and the potential in themselves. And like, again, the empath will um, diminish themselves and work really hard. And like I said, that phrase long suffering and engaging in a situation to continue to assist that person to propel forward because you know, they see the good, so there couldn't be any bad. I couldn't be taken advantage of right now. That's not happening to me. They wouldn't do that. Which brings me to another point where empaths might have a hard time seeing that another person is negative or that another person um, is abusing them or taking advantage of them or has straight up ill will towards them. And when you have a truly good heart, um, you don't necessarily realize that there's people in the world that will purposefully take advantage of you or that will um, lie or, you know, misrepresent a situation to get what they want from you. And so it's hard for them to conceive that that might exist. And so they can be um, a little innocent in the ways of the world. Not all empaths, but this can be like a kind of a baseline um experience of an empath until something bad has happened or until they've um, been properly taught that not everyone has a pure heart like them and good intentions. And so they can get caught up in the ill intentions of another person, um, whereas the other person is dragging them along and saying the right things and saying the right things and doing the right things and just enough of a dose to convince the empath that they are genuine. And so the empath may not see that their heart is not in the right place. The empath may not see that they are being taken advantage of because they don't conceive of the world as having those kind of thought processes or traits in it. And so they can become codependent and being taken advantage of because of their sweet nature, because of their, um, their own good heart and assuming that everyone has good intentions like them. Now, sometimes when a person has their first realizations that other people are not always good natured, it can really be crushing and it can send empaths into a spiral. It doesn't have to though. Um, it is learning how to tell the difference between a person who is faking being a good person 
and um, a person who is actually a good person? And then, you know, what are the signs of ill will? What are the signs of someone who's being toxic? What are the signs of someone who is being a narcissist? And learning what all of those are. And so there are, you know, just these kinds of ways can be ways that an empath can fall victim to um, codependent situations and become like ingrained in them. And so you guys have heard me talk about many a time um, how codependent patterns are trained into a person in childhood. And so if these patterns are happening um, to an empath in childhood, especially in the home that they live in, if they've been raised in a home with someone who is an alcoholic, someone who is um, not managing their mental health, is not managing their physical health, a medical condition, someone who has emotional immaturity, or some of that is in the family tree, but maybe it's a generation or two away, maybe it's softer and has been a little bit more healed, but is still there. If you are an empath and having been raised in that environment, you're already at risk for becoming codependent, because all of those situations are at risk of becoming codependent. But um, if you're also an empath, it's almost like it's heightened because now you feel the things so deeply that are happening in your home and there's that deeper desire to solve them. And so your compassionate heart and you know extra deep spiritual skills of being able to connect in a way that not everyone can breeds this ground for um, codependency because the compassion is so big and the ability to see how to solve it can be a little bit more obvious to you if you're an empath because you can see the, the emotions that are happening and how things are playing out because you can feel everyone's emotions and so you can quickly come up with a solution of what needs to happen because you happen to have more information in the room than other people or maybe not more information but just you have a unique perspective of information in your family because if you can tell how everyone's feeling and they can't and you can see the solution and it might become really obvious to you what needs to happen to fix this situation and so then you could become the fixer in your household and then that can become your role because fixer is not too far from caregiver and if you were raised in a family where your role is caregiver and that's not too far off for an empath to become a caregiver in their family of origin family of origin meaning the family that you originated from the one you were born into or the one you were raised in right so it's not too far off if you're a caregiver or a fixer as a child to then become codependent as an adult and continue those patterns out in a lot of other places. And so all the things that I say about healing codependency apply in this situation. All the things that I said on that episode, what was it, like three episodes ago, about are you an empath, all of those things apply. Asking the question, is this my emotion? Um, is this my emotion or is this somebody else's emotion? Uh, paying attention to how you are feeling throughout the day, bubbling up to make sure that you're not taking on other people's emotions, giving your bubble um, instructions about not allowing other people's emotions in if they are negative, um, 
making sure that you're managing your social life so that you're not in places too long that have too many crowds that are overwhelming for you, making sure that you're taking care of your physical health because some empaths are really sensitive to certain products that have kind of like harsher materials in them for their sensitive bodies. And that just depends on the kind of empath that you are. And so there's a lot of things that you can do to self care and kind of pull yourself out of um, being in this codependent role as an empath. And I don't know as much about this, but empaths are way more susceptible to being with people who are narcissists. And I don't feel that I can speak on this um, as succinctly as I would like you to have the information. So at some point I need to have somebody on to talk specifically about this. But um, if you have been with a narcissist or are with a narcissist and, and you are an empath, the narcissist is feeding off of your energy because as an empath, it's almost like you're tuned in on a, um, on a higher frequency to the spirit and and the energy of the universe, right? And so you're tuned into that and the narcissist is getting that energy from you. And so you being fascinating, you um, having a lot of emotions is feeding them. Um, and so you needing to pull away from them is going to heal you. And there are a lot of professionals out there that specifically work with people on leaving narcissists. And so there are several of them on Instagram. If you just follow the hashtag narcissist, you will definitely find people, professionals that know what they're doing with that a little bit more than I do. But someday I'm going to bring a narcissist specialist on here for you. So actually message me if that's something that you're interested with in hearing about. And I'll like work on it more to get somebody on here for you. So I hope that this information was fascinating to you and good for you. Definitely drop me a comment um, in my DMs or email me vanessa at soulamplified.org. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of my podcasts, please go ahead and leave a review of five stars on iTunes and even say a little something about why you thought it was important and valuable in your life. I know that that helps other people um, discover what podcast is going to be useful and helpful to them. And since Um, codependency is such a huge issue in the world. I know that if people are out there experiencing codependency and you would definitely want them to be able to find this podcast to help them. So go ahead and leave a review on the podcast if you enjoyed it. My dear, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.